0: Let's open up God's Word tonight to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10. Gospel of Mark, chapter 10. I will admit to you that this is one of the passages of the Scripture that challenges me a lot. Is one of those passages that just sticks with me, and uh, I revisit it often um, in my life. And so... Um, as we read that, or as we read and we reflect on that. So I just thought that would be good for you to know because this is a sermon and a passage that has impacted me a lot over the years. So, So Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Before we read, please pray with me. Father, we have your word open again before us the close of this day. And we are just as thankful for your word as we, right now as when we were this morning. So Lord, we pray that you would bless this time. Send your Holy Spirit to dwell in this place and impress your word upon our hearts so that we may be more like Jesus when we leave this place than when we came in. So Lord, have your way with us by your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Hear the word of the Lord. And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples, and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, And came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Jesus, again, we pray that your Holy Spirit would impress your word upon our hearts. We want to be more like you. Open our eyes to how you are challenging us in this passage, in your word tonight. In your holy name we pray. Amen. My great-grandma passed away many years ago now probably about 15 years ago. The last time I saw her, she was 93 years old. And I remember going into her room um, and seeing my little great-grandma on her little chair. She was just a little wisp of a woman, wispy, wispy white hair. She couldn't see anything. But she knew when I walked in the door and I said, hi, grandma, because I called her grandma, not great-grandma, I said, hi, grandma, she knew who I was immediately, and she said, hi, Cody, so good to see you, even though she couldn't see me. <laughs> we talked, we had a great little visit, and I said to her, because I knew that she was coming close of years, I said to her, Grandma, what, 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 would, you, what would you say to, to people who, you know, I'm going to be a pastor, what would you, what would you say to people? What would you say to people? Was there any encouragement that you, you could have that you could give people? Because I'm going to share it with people. And I remember that moment so clearly. She looked me right in the eye and said words that have not left me ever since that moment. And I'll share those with you in a little bit. This passage tonight has two very powerful examples for us. Two very powerful examples that we need to be shaped by tonight. And the first one is Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus is this blind beggar sitting alongside the road. He's a nobody. He's got nothing. He can't work for himself. He has to be led to the road. And he the only thing he can do is sit on the side of the road with his cloak draped across his knees, most likely, and just beg for coins, beg for money. And he's doing so as everybody is proceeding to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And he's sitting there along the road and everybody's passing him by and he hears a name. He hears the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus is coming his way. And it's here that we hear him call out with the vision of a blind man. He doesn't see Jesus of Nazareth. He sees Jesus the Messiah. And he cries out saying, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. This dirty man alongside the road can't see anything. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. He calls out to Jesus, not as Jesus of Nazareth, but Jesus the Messiah, the Son of David, the one who was to come. And it's here that we see his passion. He does not stop. He's agitating everyone around him. They want him to be quiet, let them process along the way. And finally, Jesus stops. And he says, call him. And what happens next is quite a picture. We see Bartimaeus spring up, literally spring up, the word is spring up from where he's sitting. His cloak presumably goes flying. Any coins he had in it goes flying to. Anything that he had collected. And he is going to Jesus. What does it look like to spring up? I like to think of it as when you see the troops come home from a deployment. And I saw it once on on TV where the troops were coming home into port and they were filing off of the ship and all of their families were sitting and waiting for everybody to come through the gates. And, and for some odd reason, the camera person happened to just have their camera drifting across the families. And there was a woman there, a mother with three kids. And the moment they saw their dad, every single one of those kids sprang up. Sprang up and made a beeline. Toward their father's hips. And he embraced them and loved them and picked them up and talked with them and laughed and cried with them. It was a beautiful picture. But they sprang up, sprang up and went to their dad. I see Bartimaeus' response in much the same way. For when hearing that he was called, he sprung up as if lightning had struck underneath him, casting off his cloak. He goes to his proclaimed Savior, his proclaimed Messiah. and Bartimaeus, with his simple and profound acts, puts my faith to shame. How often, after a hard day, do I think, Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I need my bed. Instead of, I need my Savior. I'm worn out. I'm exhausted. I need my Savior. I think about my bed. I think about medicine that might make me feel a little better. How often do we get hung up on our struggles that are right in the midst of us that we fail to see the Savior passing by and right in front of us? C.S. Lewis says that we are Far too, uh, far too easily pleased with ourselves. Far too easily pleased. And he says this in, in The Weight of Glory. He says, We are half-hearted creatures, fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by an offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased, he says. But what is most powerful about Bartimaeus' example for us is his conviction about who Jesus is. We touched on this lightly already, but Bartimaeus calls Jesus the son of David. This is a messianic title and it is only mentioned in Mark only once by Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus' call is a prelude to Jesus coming into Jerusalem. The people, in just a few verses, are going to be shouting, Hosanna. 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 Hosanna is, is a term that is a very significant one. It, it has a double meaning that are very similar, but double meaning. Hosanna means you are the only one who can save us. And you are the only one able to save us. You have the power to save us and you are the only one that can save us. Bartimaeus sees Jesus as his Hosanna, his Messiah. So he calls Jesus the Messiah, but what does he do when he gets face to face with Jesus? Can't see him, just brought up to him. What does he do face to face with Jesus? When asked what he wanted, Bartimaeus says, Teacher, I want to see again. I want to see again. Believing that Jesus is the Messiah, he maybe had the passage from Isaiah in mind where it says that the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf are unstopped. These are actions of the Messiah. Opening the eyes of the blind was only the work of the Messiah. Bartimaeus is rock-solid in his conviction that Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one of God, and he alone is able to heal him. And he is alone is the only one that he can approach to heal him. He is his Hosanna. So Bartimaeus leaves his cloak, leaves his change on the ground, and he says, I want to see. And what happens? Jesus says, go your way your faith has made you well he receives his sight immediately he recovered his sight and then what does he do jesus says go your way what is Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus's way now it's to follow jesus it's to follow jesus so what's the point we are called to be christ focused and christ followers When things are hard, when things are easy. Every moment of every day, we are called to follow Jesus. Ephesians 5 says, Be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. My grandma Said to me, my great grandma said to me all those years ago, when I said, Grandma, what is an encouragement I could give people? She looked me right in the eyes and she said, Cody, just tell people to bring their burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Bring your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. That's exactly what Bartimaeus does. He brings his burden to the Lord, and he leaves them there, and then continues along the way, following Jesus every step of the way, following him into Jerusalem. That's example number one that we see in our passage. The second one that we need to be shaped by is Jesus himself. If we are to be imitators of Christ, what is happening from his perspective? Jesus is on his way to die. He's on his way from Jericho to Jerusalem. This is the last stage of the journey. There are crowds filled with excitement around him. Yet who does he pay attention to? Who does he stop for? On the road. It's the forgotten. It's the broken. It's the lost. In this journey of faith that we're all on, friends, we're called to be imitators of Christ, to follow Him along the way. So, my prayer for all of us this week, this month, this year, for the rest of our lives with every breath that we take is that the Lord would open our eyes to see people around us, situations around us with the vision that he has so that we may see things the way that Jesus sees things. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Again, I pray that the Lord would open our eyes to see people and circumstances with the vision and the love that Jesus had and has for us. Because he dearly loves us. And he calls us to love others. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please pray with me. Jesus, we admit that we fail every day. Every day we fail to love others the way that you loved us. And love us every moment we pray that we would have the vision of the blind man to see you as our Lord and Savior, the only one who can heal us. We pray that we would have the vision of Bartimaeus and have his passion propelling us out with conviction that you are the only way, that you are the truth, and that you are the life. Help us, Lord, to live that way and to love the way that you love us. We pray all this in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Let's sing a song of response. May the mind of Christ my Savior, number 291. I believe it's in the gray hymnal. Well, thank you again for letting me spend the day with you all. It's been a tremendous blessing and uh, just really bottom of my heart, thank you so much for embracing me, the wonderful potluck, and uh, and allowing me to worship with you all. So thank you. Please receive this blessing as you go. May the love of God the Father, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit be and remain with you all. And all God's people said, Amen. amen. May go in peace.